Welcome. Y saludos, amigos. A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pod, where we talk about all things nerd culture, movies, shows, pop culture, even some sports, and a bit about ourselves. Oh, yeah. I'm your host, Luigi, and this is my co-host. Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad I have you back for a very special episode this week. Yes, we're excited to have you with us today, guys. We're definitely doing a little concession, some trailers, actually. We got some good ones for you this time. And then we're going to talk a good amount about our TV land. Our feature presentation is going to be the Last of Us episode four. It has to be, right? It has okay. to be. Yeah. Plenty to talk about from that episode. So we're going to focus in on that. But first, Jason, how you been, man? How you doing? Oh, good, man. It was a, it was a great weekend. Um, obviously, uh, to listeners out there, I live in Phoenix, Arizona, so it was a very bu- busy week, busy weekend. Because was not there only... something going on there? Or what yeah, a, a few things. <laughs> so not, not only the Super Bowl, my friend, but also the uh, the Phoenix Open, the the golf tournament. Oh, you know the one that the one that gets really crazy, like the one where you can actually like cheer and get loud, and it it just feels like a giant house. party. Yeah, yeah, a house frat party, dude. It's so crazy. <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, traffic sucked. It took me a, a couple of days. It took me almost an hour and a half to get to work. Well, when I'm usually like w- when there's busy traffic, it usually takes me about 45 minutes. Um, with no traffic at all, it probably takes me about 30 minutes, maybe less. Um, so yeah, it, it was that crazy this weekend. Um, a couple of my friends that I know that went out to some some clubs or or bars. Ran into celebrities and stuff, so that was pretty cool, man. Like, and, and you name it, bro, they were here. They were in town for the Super Bowl weekend and also for the Phoenix uh, Open. Uh, so it was cool, man. It brought in a lot of money to the city. You know, uh, the weather was beautiful, so I'm pretty sure everyone loved it. Um, also, speaking of which, also brought a few of our friends uh, from San Diego to to Arizona as well for an event that happened that we will talk about later. Um, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, yeah. Um, <laughs> but before that, we went to uh, obviously, uh, they were gonna go to the game, so we decided to have a cookout on Saturday at Cole's place. Shout out Cole, and uh, yeah, we got to see them, it was cool, man. I, I brought a, I made a dish for that, is my uh, elote dip, aka street corn, came out pretty fucking bomb, bro. Uh, everyone liked it, so it was a smash hit. Ryan liked it so much that he wanted me to give him the recipe. Shout out Ryan for finally listening to our podcast, by the way. Let's go. Um, yeah, he was like, dude, you got to give me the recipe to this. I was like, all right, cool. You know, Maybe he was drunk. He was definitely drunk. Not maybe he was drunk. He was definitely drunk, so <laughs> maybe he makes it, maybe he doesn't, but um, I sent him the recipe. I was like, hey, yeah, this is how you make it. So very easy to make. Very easy to make, so uh, that was cool, man. What about you, man? How was your weekend? Um, it was good, man. Just hung out, uh, got some cleaning done, really. That was about it. Then we hung out for the Super Bowl, went to my in-laws. We had some, like, deli meat sandwiches with deli meat cheese and, like, you know, all the fixings and stuff. It was a chilling day. I made some, some, some queso. And oh, you made some uh, queso. No, we did. We got some, like, deli cut uh, chicken, roasted chicken slices, mm, okay. and then some deli cut turkey, deli cut ham, cheddar, smoked... Uh, God, what was it? Smoked Gouda. Gouda. And I was about to say some that. other ones. There were there were like two other ones. And then we got like condiments and bolillo bread for the sandwiches. You know. You know. You know. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, it was good that was stuff. Good, 
Yeah, made some queso with it too. Perfect with chips sandwich. It was solid, man. It was a good time. Uh, we'll talk about the game in a bit, but yeah, that was that was my whole weekend really, just chilling. I, wa- I actually watched some things too. So hell yeah, which we'll get into obviously <clears throat> down the road. All right, Jason. So I got some I got some interesting news this week, man. First off, Bob Iger of Disney, the Disney CEO, newly reinstated right uh he is cutting costs effective immediately as of what i think five days ago well i guess you guys wouldn't know uh what day it is today but on february 8th yes on february 8th they he immediately started implementing changes to cut costs by five billion dollars uh revenue grew eight percent but that's because it had been like in a bit of a free fall over the last like two or three quarters under the previous guy mm-hmm. so i think they're still in panic mode they're trying to figure out what's going on and it's funny because the previous guy just tried to solve it by raising prices on everything and oh my god it wasn't working so they reinstated bob Iger, and now he is actually saying no oh, yeah we gotta we gotta cut some costs if we want to have creatives in control of all of these things we also need to cut costs in other places so that would mean that 7,000 employees will no longer be working at Disney across of it, across its different like businesses, right? So that'll mean like less people in the cruises and the parks, less animators, I would assume, um, all of those different things, especially what is it? Uh, costs for uh, they, they had specific costs related to just operating. Right, operations costs. So I think they're going to automate a lot of things, and that's mm. supposed to save them two point five billion. Holy shit! And then they're going to save another three billion in non-sports related content. So that is going to affect us. They're doing the same kind of cuts that we saw with uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, just not to the extreme that they did. But we're seeing the same kind of thing. I think the entertainment and entertainment industry was expanding so much with streaming. That now we're seeing it contract. That's why I really feel like we're coming close to the end of the golden age of television, my friend. But until it's like noticeable, we we're still in it. We're still in it. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, obviously, there's going to be projects that get canceled, which we won't hear about until later, right? So we'll see. Yeah. My thing is, but you know so- what? I feel like they they've been just dropping a lot of content out and on Disney Plus that that you don't even know that's on like it just like there's a lot of shows that have, like, have just been put on disney plus and like oh shit this is out already it's crazy you know, you know like maybe maybe about? too much is maybe releasing too much content content too fast is it's not good right oh absolutely know. it doesn't give people anything to focus on uh now that they have a library to work on they're fine but i think it, it really started distracting people but yeah, what but i worry I mean, Oh, what do you worry about, bro? Is like that they're going to start cutting. Hey, you've seen Disney Plus. It has its sections, right? I feel uh-huh. like the first thing they're going to start cutting is Nat Geo. I'm like, Nat Geo would be the one that you don't. Like, you, you keep that one. I'm not saying that I'm the biggest Nat Geo fan, but in terms of the scientific community and like keeping educational material out there for people to have uh, major access to, I think that's important. So I really hope that they don't. Not gonna lie, man, that's not gonna affect me at all on Disney Plus. 
that's just me though. <laughs> I'm more yeah. of a hey, you know what? I'm having trouble sleeping. Can you put it on some recess for me? Uh, <laughs> you never saw recess, so because uh, you didn't have the Disney Channel, but All that's right. some nostalgic well, you don't have shit. To, you don't have to bring it up every time. <laughs> sorry, sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, that was like one of my favorite. Hey, everyone, ever. he did not have. <laughs> <laughs> I put that shit on last night after the after the game because we're tired and uh, that shit put me. It's like rocking me to sleep, you know. You know, when you're rocking a baby to sleep. That that that's what it is to me, bro. Anything oh, nostalgic, just kind of instantly, five minutes knocked out. I'm snoring. That's it. I'm out like a light. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, well, I'm I'm interested to see what they do because I, I would like to see National Geographic. Like, even if they do get cuts, at least still have good programming for people to see that's historical scientific archaeological they will man i don't think they'll touch it they won't touch it oh no man we'll see we'll see um but let's move on the next thing i thought you would want to hear this uh el paso natives if you're out there you know where this is las cruces natives this one's for you that has nothing to do with texas and el paso okay bro (laughs) Listen, for El Paso natives, like we know where that school is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. I always I've heard about, about this story. School, so. This shit's crazy. So the NMSU basketball program has been canceled for the remainder of the year. New Mexico State University, located in Las Cruces, which is 30 minutes from El Paso, where a bunch of people we know uh, grew up and where we are from as well. So the entire staff was put on administrative leave. What I'm understanding is that it is related to hazing that got out of control. Oh. They're supposedly saying that it has nothing to do with the shooting because the shooting was in self-defense in terms of the NMSU player that shot somebody. It is definitely has to do with that. They're saying no because that that case is still up, right? They killed someone, right? Yeah, they did. They're they're saying it was self-defense. Yeah, exactly. So they're doing the this coach because tried to cover it up. The whole staff tried to cover it up. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you guys haven't heard about it, look it up. The whole NMSU basketball team uh, shooting uh, that happened in uh, – it was at the other New Mexico, right? Their rival in Albuquerque? Yes, yes. And New Mexico you... State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was this whole thing, bro. It's super crazy. Very little information was given out because I think they have suspects, and I think that's why they're canceling this program because I think a lot of the staff members or players are high, like are culpable. Yeah, so I think that's why they're canceling that their their season and program. Yeah, they're saying it's hazing and that the coaches hazing uh, my under, ass, bro. <laughs> under their supervision, uh, has has gone way too far and they had like certain reports. So apparently there was also really bad hazing, but I feel like schools have been ignoring they hazing yeah, for decades. They wouldn't <laughs> shut down that program for just hazing. They just suspend players. But like yeah. the fact that it's like entire staff, it's pretty, pretty wild, dude. Well, they're saying the coaches were looking the other way too. Well, they, they, always are, they didn't bro. have control of the players at all. They always are, man. Yeah. I mean, that's how it is, coaches. right? When you're paying, uh, obviously now you can pay your college athletes and stuff but like before that man like the rick patino case yeah rick patino you know rick patino is right no um he was the head coach for louisville kentucky so apparently the way he would recruit his players to come is like hey come play for louisville kentucky it's in kentucky man 
um, <clears throat> he would um, any new recruits he would like is like just get them like high as fuck like drugs like just have everyone like his recruits go take him out partying and stuff and then order them hookers bro and even when they're playing for the basketball program if you wanted a girl they would bring him to your hotel whatever like all that stuff what the fuck? Yes, dude. That's and wild, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, <clears throat> NCAA is crazy, bro. Like, the fact that, like, they're... It, it, I, there's there's plenty of stories, of, like, yeah, and, like, uh, you know, their homework and tests being done by other people and stuff like that. It's, oh, it's just that wild, one, everybody Obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it, it's more to it, dude. Like, when people, like, when schools get caught cheating, I was like, okay, you just got caught. Every other school is doing that. How are you going to bring in people to your school? Oh, come play for this this, this town. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. It's just it, it's wild, dude. Like it. So like the fact that this, this, but this is really crazy. Like someone got killed. You know, like that's that's pretty wild. Like the other stories, like okay, I get it. Like I mean, I don't get it, but like you need to bring them to come to your school because you need to build up the program, which brings in money. It's all a fucking money grab, dude. Like so, it, it, it's just insane and. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more news coming out of this NMSU thing, dude. And I'm pretty sure people are going to get arrested. And I wouldn't be surprised if either a staff member or a basketball player in that program will be serving life for for murder. I Damn, think you think happen. so? Yes, dude. They're not Let's giving see. us all the information. That's that's my guess. I, I've happens, been listening bro. to too many uh, crime podcasts lately, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you know, what it I'm, seems. I'm, I'm thinking in some dark things. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's let, let's uh, let's get into the theater, man. The trailers yeah, are yeah. starting. I movie. don't want to miss it. <laughs> don't want to miss it. We got our popcorn. I got my cherry coke. You got your Mister Pib. Let's do this shit. Ah, uh, you know I'm a Mister Pib guy. Thank you, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got you. Know? I remember. Uh, we go to the movies pretty often, though. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, so well, we're watching the Super Bowl, right? And obviously, we get hit with fucking new ass fucking trailers. Yes, we did. I guess we'll we'll start off with the big one, the way the way that you just mentioned that that Flash trailer. Wow, dude, it looks pretty good. <laughs> looks really good. I'm like, you can't be uh, mad at Ezra right now. Uh, Fuck, Ezra, you. <laughs> you maniacal fucking monster you ah like god damn it i i see why they didn't fucking pull the plug on this one you're great at playing two roles no wonder no wonder they didn't want to replace him he they would have had to shoot two different fucking roles of course they didn't want to replace yeah they were lost they were lost a lot of fucking so much money i'm sure he's in almost every scene if not every scene two of him are you kidding yeah, now I understood. <laughs> I was all, oh, I see. Ben Affleck's appearance uh, on it shows uh, our the current universe's Batman. That was cool. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I did. Yeah, me too, man. Honestly, like he's growing on me. Like, I feel like they should bring him back. I don't know as an old Batman. I don't know. The thing that I got don't know me, the dude, old Batman is is what's coming up next after that <sighs> with the iconic line, dude. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Oh yeah, you uh, are. Yeah, you are, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, dude, that shit was so. Dude, I was. I felt like an eight-year-old kid again, bro. Yeah, it dude. just. I um, remember seeing those movies as a little little kid, and I I thought they were the coolest. And thing. they bring back the iconic costume, but not mm-hmm. only big, we have the fucking CGI now. So you you see him like fucking, uh, fucking working these. 
these fucking villains and like beating their ass up and just like make it look oh it looks so badass dude i'm like in such a fantastic costume too they show the old iconic batmobile like it's just (sighs) huge fan service to us it was dope it looks amazing obviously you see um kara right uh who's gonna be supergirl kara denver's yeah yeah sasha kanye she looked she looked good man she looked like don't fuck with me. I was like, oh, damn, she's kind of scary. All right, all right. I see. It's funny, you. I see <laughs> it's funny. that trailer came out, and uh, I looked at Jamie, and she was like, she was like, do you want to watch that? I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Just making sure, <laughs> just making sure we're going to watch that shit. I'm going to watch it, but you can definitely accompany me to go yeah. see that shit. So. There was plenty, and I loved the mirror of uh, Sasha Kanye going slow motion, like a... Uh, <laughs> like Henry Cavill did in Justice League. Not a great movie, but that was a cool yeah. CGI scene. <clears throat> so I, I thought it was great. I I want to see it. I, I've, I just I want to see it. What can I say? Um, after that, you know, they could get rid of him. <laughs> but I want to see that movie now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like a, I think it's going to tie into like the Flashpoint. It movie. is. It's definitely Flashpoint. So you can definitely bring in a different flash does he make it i don't know well i mean we'll see and they brought general zod in from fucking yeah they Henry did cavill's fucking movie from men of steel yeah they fucking did wild bro wild dude it it looks like it's gonna be an epic adventure and i can't wait to watch it but all right uh next one new guardians of the galaxy trailer during the super bowl too right yeah it hit different it hit different. Um, I, it felt like more of a huge goodbye in this one. I don't know about you, but I was yeah, like, like oh, a good damn. yeah. I feel like ah oh, yeah, no more Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, do they all die? No, right? Oh, so there's know. no way. There's no way. Our previous predictions, we were saying it'd be like three of them, maybe four. I was hoping Karen Gillan and Chris Pratt would come back, but uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. They they kept they kept hitting home that it was going to be like their last ride. I don't know if that means as a team or everybody's just done. Gamora comes back. Finally, they finally showed her. I'm like, okay, she joins the team pretty early. Let's yep. do this shit. Probably because of Nebula. I thought yeah, that line like... was pretty funny when she's like, "Why don't you?" That sounds more like her. And he points to Nebula, or she points to Nebula, and he starts looking at her like, "Wow." You're beautiful. Just <laughs> so stop looking at me like that, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So I'm I'm interested in seeing it. Of course, the humor is always there, though. You can never you can never go without humor in a James Gunn film. So I'm enjoying. It. I'm I definitely am interested in seeing what that turns out as. But man, it felt like a downer. Yeah, I mean, uh, just like glimpses of uh, Rocket's uh, story of how he became who he was. Uh, yeah, that and looks that cre- new, the new creature that he meets. That's uh, from what I heard is like his significant other. Oh, that's going to be adorable. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, from let's move on into one that I actually haven't seen any of them. Uh, Jason, what'd you think of that scream six uh, Bro, trailer? It, I, mean, I haven't seen it, but it looks problem. good. Yeah. It had Melissa Barrera, Vanessa mm-hmm. from In the Heights, Jen Ortega was in the trailer. 
The cast also has Samara Weaving, Courtney Cox, Tony Revolori. March 10th, dude, our birthday month. I haven't seen Scream 5 yet, so I need to watch it before I watch this one. Because I, this is like the sequel to Scream 5. Oh, so, okay. Scre- yeah, Scream 5 was like a reboot of Scream yeah. 1. Okay. So And uh, Scream 5 paid a lot of homage to like the all these Screams before, right? Yeah. Um, so this one, this this the sixth one is is a it's a sequel pretty much essentially to Screen Five, because uh, Jenna Ortega was in that one too, and so was Melissa Pereira, if I'm not mistaken. What they were? Shoot, I mm-hmm. didn't even know that. That's crazy. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I didn't see the movie, but I know that Jermaine and Eric love that movie. Shout out I to Three. Keeps telling me to watch it. Yeah, yeah I need to watch that. Uh, again, it's just really tough to watch horror movies uh, with someone that I live with that doesn't <laughs> like horror movies. You know? Shout out, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, it looks really good, though, man. Uh, just felt really intense and like just felt like a thriller. Uh, yeah, it, like it, was, it actually looked like, oh, man, that'll make you jump. Oh, for uh, sure. So I'm excited for that one, actually. It actually made me want to watch... The screen movies finally. I was like, huh, maybe I should watch them. Hey, you need to, man. And we'll do maybe a little late hot take. You know what I mean? On the screen franchise? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Next one. It was a close. Uh, it's close to my heart because I remember. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, Jason. And uh, let me mention a couple movies first. So Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, the old ones. I had not really seen that much. I only saw pieces of them here and there. I don't think I ever saw them. But I saw the third part, which is actually more of an action comedy called Army of Darkness as a young kid. Like, my cousins showed it to me. And it's a real campy movie, but it is a blast. Like, especially if you've seen, you saw it as a kid, the movie's dope. And so they remade Evil Dead, which is what the first film of that franchise was based on. Back in, what, 20... God, I can't even remember. It was so long ago. But they remade Evil Dead to actually be a scary movie. Because if you watch the original one, you could tell that it was made with almost no money. So it was kind of corny. Oh, it was super corny. Super corny. <laughs> but that's how Sam Raimi got its start. Like, he really he directed that movie, and they thought it was so well done that they gave him Evil Dead 2, and then he did Army of Darkness, and he started doing all these other movies. But the one that I actually thoroughly enjoy is called Evil Dead, but from 2013. So that's not what it's called. It's just Evil Dead. But it's got a red cover on it with a girl that looks like she's getting swallowed up by the forest. Yo, that movie was actually genuinely scary, right? So this preview for Evil Dead Rise, which is coming out April 21st. Oh, my God. It looks horrifying. It looks absolutely. Did you see this trailer, bro? Yes. Honestly, the mother. Yes, yes, dude. So scary, dude. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, this movie's gonna make me not sleep. I'm gonna go watch it. <laughs> it looks another, really good. Another film I'll probably have to watch uh, by myself. Yeah, you definitely are gonna have to watch that, that one. I'm not gonna scary. lie, it looks legit. It really did look really interesting. Um, don't remember watching any of the Evil Deads previous to that, though. I will say that they're so pretty funny. I'm kind of curious. They're pretty funny. 
The first one is absolutely terrible, and you can tell that it's cheap. Like it looks like they made it with like a hundred bucks or three hundred bucks. Like that's how, that's how cheap it is. It's the eighties for you there, you know. No, no, watch it, watch it. <laughs> I couldn't get through the whole thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. I towards the end, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And Gabby was like, Thank you. I've been waiting for you to turn it off. I was like, All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. So, <laughs> so just be warned. I give that movie like the original. Give it like a one. I did not like almost anything about it. Hey, shout out Sam Remy though, right? Shout out Sam Remy. <laughs> uh, anyway, Evil Dead, April 21st, guys. We're going to probably bring that one back up soon. Uh, last one. I missed this, Jason. Did you see the Barbie trailer that uh, came out? Not So it came out during the Super Bowl, but apparently he had been out for a while and maybe it just wasn't marketed enough. It was a nice little teaser trailer for the Barbie movie with uh, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. There we go. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell's going to be in it. Simu Liu comes out in the commercial. I mean, it was very pink. AKA as Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, that's right. Shang-Chi. Um, and Fresh Off the Boat. Now, 2001, A Space Odyssey, the gag at the beginning, that was pretty fucking hilarious. I, I enjoyed yeah. that. I was like, okay. There used okay. to be dolls, baby dolls. <laughs> yeah. Never a doll. Yeah, that was that was cool, man. Um, was, I was like, okay, I see what they're doing here. I see what they're doing. So it was. It's interesting. I would I would watch it with my daughter. I don't know if I'd go see it on my own. Are we it's watching a bit it? Of an ask. Are we Say gonna what? watch it? Are we watching it? Like, are we gonna go watch it in theaters? That we're saying. You say you don't know if you. Well, if my daughter wants to see it in theaters, I will take her, but. I wouldn't. I'd probably wait. <laughs> but it is. I think I'm gonna wait. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna wait personally because I don't know. I love. I love me some Margot Robbie and uh, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Don't get me wrong, but will I go watch it in theaters? Personally, I don't I mean, know. It's it's a hard ask. It's a hard ask. That's a uh, not Yo, something it, expected. <laughs> it could be like a like a free guy. Remember the movie Free Guy with Ryan? Yeah, uh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Well, we'll see. I was not. I, I didn't want to go see that in theaters. I was like, "Oh, this looks awful." And then I, we saw it. Oh, it I like pretty it. awesome. Yeah, I like. I wish I'm glad I saw it in theaters. I wish that I had seen it in theaters, but I did not. I don't think. I think I saw it when it came out at home. Yeah, it was cool. I thought so, at least. Okay. Okay. Well, that's it for us on trailers, though, right? So let's get yeah. into TV land, my friend. Jason, do you want to start it off for us? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Um, for me, besides our main topic, uh, I caught up to Bad Batch. Oh, and... nice. I haven't seen the most recent episode, but you can go ahead and spoil away. Tell whatever happens. Um, it's not really spoilers, but I just want to... So, like, the, the previous episodes, it was more, more of, like, um, you know, watching our fellow clones... Uh, going into different missions and just like you know building up to love these characters, right? Like yeah, yeah. They they each get their own thing. They're 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 being adventurous and stuff like that. Um, and the the newest two episodes, it was actually they released two episodes on last Wednesday. Uh, and I was like, whoa, that's interesting. And it's because it pushes the plot. And really? obviously, right? You know, when you're watching uh, the Star Wars movies and then you're watching the the first 
three episodes, not the first three episodes that came out in the 80s. Talking about the first, you know, episode one, two, and three of Anakin's saga, right? When he's a kid going up to being Darth Vader. We get clones and we're like, okay, why did they stop using clones, right? And that's everyone's question, right? After the war, why did we stop using clones? Well, first, you know, in season one, you you find out that they destroyed Kamino, the planet where they created the clones. And in this season, you find out the government and stuff like that and the Empire and what they're doing. And for one thing, making clones is super expensive. And obviously Palpatine, the Emperor, wants people, you know, the clones are loyal people. And if you can side them to one side of the thing, they can probably turn against him. So that's why he wants to get rid of the clones. It's it just the next two episodes, is it's all conspiracy stuff that happens within the clones and people are figuring it out. And somehow the Emperor manages to twist it to turn it to his way so they can recruit. What? No. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so they can recruit kids and uh, they're trying to pass a, I forgot, a recruitment bill. I think that's what it's called. So instead of having to use clones, they're going to recruit people from every planet to come fight for the Empire, which technically is right. No one knows about the recruitment bill because they're like, well, this is new. Just technically fucking kidnap kids and fucking train them to fight for the Empire and become stormtroopers. And that's how the stormtroopers became to be. So it's pretty fucking interesting. Again, for an animated cartoon show, it got really deep in these two episodes. And I think you should watch it. You're going to love it. I did, actually did not spoil anything for you. You're just going to find that's out cool. on your own. So well, that's cool. Like I said, I don't want to leave anything out for our listeners. So that's dope, though. That's one of the big questions, too, right? That's always one of the questions that we ask. Always oh, like, yeah, like, what happened to the clones? Did, what, yeah, exactly. And the clone, uh, how did the stormtroopers, these like hapless, Come to be. Yeah, these hapless motherfuckers that can't hit anything become the main army of the Empire? Exactly. Uh, which is beautiful. I, I think it's really well, well written. Obviously, if you read the comic books, because I think they explain that story in the comic books, which is not canon, right? So they're kind of just bringing it to light and doing their own Disney spinoff to it. So I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. Again, just another show. Just another reason why I like the animated series for obviously Rebels, Clone Wars, and now the Bad Batch. And they're just, they're not missing with it. You know what I think they do with the comics, even like with Star Wars? Obviously, I think they do it with Marvel. But what they do is like they just shoot stories out that they think could work in the movies to see if they'll hit. And if they become a hit, they put them in the movies or the shows. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah, free like range to write whatever you yeah. want, right? And yeah. if people don't like it, then all right, okay, don't. And then all the people that. that are like, that's not Ken. That doesn't mean, well, it was in the writing, actually. It was in the comics. Yeah. Boom. The story is being written. But anyway. <laughs> all right, cool. I'll have to definitely check that one out. Uh, I saw a few things, man. I don't know if you, I don't know if you mind watching shows that have subtitles. There's this no, show that that me and pretty much my whole family has gotten obsessed with on Gabby's side. It's called Physical One Hundred. It's a South Korean show about like the most physically fit people in the country, like MMA farters, farters. Ah! <laughs> Hell yeah. Sorry, 
MMA fighter. God damn it. I'm a, pro- I'm a professional <laughs> farter over here, too. <laughs> Mixed martial art farter. Anyway, um, MMA fighters, I apologize, Olympians, uh, fitness coaches, trainers. They've got, like, bodybuilders, the strongest men competition people, rugby players. They had, like, an array of athletes. And all of these people are competing to see who is – Whose body is the most, uh, the number one body in the physical fit fitness test of the 100? And dude, it is fucking cool to watch wrestling and MMA fans. Right in the first few episodes, you get something fun to watch. And is then it like those... a, um, go ahead, like a reality show? <clears throat> yeah, it's a reality show. Oh, yeah, they have the they have the South Korean, uh like the one of the men's wrestlers and the women's wrestlers from the Olympic team for sure. They also have like a few other Olympians. They have like a national team rugby player. I'm telling you, man, they have like legit people on there. You're like, Oh my God. So it's, it's pretty interesting to watch. I, I definitely recommend it because they go through like different challenges that test their endurance, their strength, their teamwork. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I would definitely recommend um, I've also been going into My Hero Academia finally. I know you haven't seen that show yet, but I'm all the way to a point where they're trying to get their provisional heroes license and they're in the middle of the exam. So I'm excited to see that. Mm, um, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Earthstorm on Netflix. Are you someone that gets anxiety with like natural disaster stuff? No. Okay, good. You got to watch the show. It's pretty cool. It shows all these different like each episode is a different natural disaster uh and it just shows what can happen what are some of the signs how these things form what they do and of course how they affect people right the human connection and of of course they also talk a little bit about climate change because it's hard to avoid in a conversation like this right uh but there there's some pretty interesting episodes the tornado one was intense volcanoes was pretty interesting but of course they go a lot that one they go. You know what, man? What? Before he going, I don't know if I would get anxiety because I, obviously I live in a desert. I've seen like a a dust devil, probably the closest thing to a fucking tornado I've ever seen. Uh, never been around a volcano. Well, for mountains, right? It can be a volcano, but it's not active. Yeah, I mean, I don't think uh, there's a volcano by you guys, though. No, no, no. I mean. And then an earthquake, right? Or that causes like a tsunami type. Yeah. See, I like. I've, I've just never. I think. I think anything ocean related, so a tsunami would probably freak me the fuck out. I will say that. Well, I haven't seen the hurricane episode yet. I, I definitely want to see that one. Never. Luckily, never had to deal with an earth. I just never had to deal with natural disasters, pretty much. I mean, neither have I. My family has lived through plenty of hurricanes, but I, I'm I have not. not. All I'm saying is I don't know how I would react if something happened like that happened. I'd probably freak the fuck out. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, um, I've known some people that lived in Oklahoma, and tornadoes scare the crap out of them. Like, legit, they're like, no, that's real. I I have a family member in Dallas, actually, whose house was destroyed. Uh, That's here in Texas, obviously. That was destroyed by, like, I remember that. Two or three active tornadoes that, like, formed on a lake by their house. Crazy. It was like yeah. in 2014, right? 
I think so. I think so. It's been, yeah, it's been I remember a that. That was sad. Yeah, it was sad. It was very sad. I, you know, it, I was, I was pretty sad for them. That's not an easy, not an easy thing to go through, especially when you watch the interviews with the people who went through these things. Every single person who talks about being in that natural disaster, whatever it was, they always say that I can, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Like it is etched into their mind how intense it was. So I, I highly recommend the show. I think it's really cool and it's very informative. So it's a fun watch. I like it. I like it. What else, what, what else have you been watching my fan? All right. I also keeping it on the, the history side of things. I watched history One Hundred One on Netflix. I only saw one episode, but you better believe I'm going to watch more. The first episode was on the invention of GPS. And it's like, funny because people always talk shit about like, oh, like turn left. on this Yeah, thing. global positioning system. Yeah. And people always talk about like, oh, they're going to put chips in you so they could track. You. If you have a phone, they are going to be able to track you. That's already. No, the <laughs> yeah, it's already there and you're carrying it willingly wherever you go. And it's it's hilarious because you watch the episode and you're like, oh, my God. They really can do, and they can like, you know, it's funny signal of GPS on purpose for consumers if they wanted to, like the government, because they've they've done it before, and it's all military technology, right? They used it uh, so that they could pinpoint areas for bombings more for, precisely, yeah, enemies, and like see where they're at. Yeah, yeah. it's extremely helpful. It all it all military. starts with the military, and they're like, all right, this is outdated, so we can give it to the public. Yeah, or it's become so common that we can give it to the public because everybody else is catching up. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. That's fucking mm-hmm. wild. That's um, exactly what it was, man. Private companies You know what's pretty cool about in? GPS? And uh, I like to listen to crime podcasts. And, what? Um, no. So, it, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, the, <laughs> the way they catch a lot of uh, people uh, committing murders is usually that their phone with them, right? And it's on. And anytime you get a, like a notification or it pings, like you get a, uh, a message, yeah, it locates where you are. So a lot of these killers get located just because like their phone is getting a notification. Like, hey, where you're at? Oh, I'm here and blah, blah, blah. I'm burying the body. Not burying the body. But, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're all putting or, like, evidence in the text. <laughs> they, they get an update that uh, Patrick Mahomes just got traded to the Denver Broncos or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So like it pings the phone. So it goes straight up to the satellite and it, it shows you where you're at. And that's how they catch a lot of murderers nowadays because they just didn't turn off their phone and destroy it's it. It's crazy right? how so, that data is all related to like fucking knowing wild. everything about us. Like if you really think about it in this day and age, any government entity or anyone who's like fairly good with a computer companies, like large corporations, they can find out anything about you. If it's been Crazy. online, they can find it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's that's wild. And that GPS episode was just a little bit more of that, where you're like, "Oh my god, yeah, no, that's 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 definitely in the realm of possibility." So that was cool to watch. Um, finally, Jason, I actually watched the menu. El menu. What'd you think yeah. of it? I thought it was good. I thought it was definitely good. Like it wasn't, um, I say this, it wasn't an Oscar winner, but it had elements that were very interesting. Of course, Ralph Fiennes knocks it out of the park. Uh, so does Anya Taylor-Joy. I like Anya Taylor-Joy on that one. Have you seen it? Yeah. 
How'd you like it? Uh, I enjoyed it. Was it great? No. Ooh. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Nicholas Holt was such a piece of shit in that movie. Yeah, he dude. was, dude. God. Yo, the fact spoilers, that he, guys, yo, yeah, the spoilers, way, yeah. He, the fact a, that he knew that he was there to die, like everyone was there to die. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, also, I mean, what made no sense to me, though, like it kind of makes sense, but no sense, how Anya Taylor-Joy managed to get out of it. I was like, I just want a cheeseburger. Like, I was like, it was, it I, was was like I didn't like stretch. anything. It was because like, she like saw the picture there. in his office of yeah. when he was first. It was probably when he, his first cooking job, and he when he enjoyed it, it was he a loved burger. his job. Yeah, exactly. Like I see what they were going for. I was like, that's a little grasping at straws, but it was whatever. Kind of we'll we'll move on. <laughs> it was kind of stupid. Was, just say yeah, it. Just say yeah, it. it was yeah. a little, not great. It wasn't great. But I love cheeseburgers, so I was like, I, I feel you, dog. I want to see him make a good cheeseburger. And sure enough, that cheeseburger looked fantastic. Really did. <laughs> uh, by the way, I got to shout out a local joint here in San Antonio. So last week for Gabby's birthday, we went actually before her birthday, we went out to eat just her and I, and we went to this place called Benji's Munch. Some of the best burgers I've had in a minute. And you know, when you go to like a gourmet burger spot, they always kind of try too hard with the patty. And it never uh-huh. comes out perfectly right, like the way a burger should. Mm-hmm. No, they got it right. They got it right, and it was well made. I don't think the meat was gourmet or anything like that. Like it wasn't any special meat; it was still chuck. But it was a well-made burger, very well-made burger. So I highly recommend oh. San Antonians Benji's Munch. A well-done made burger, or just a well-made burger? Well-made burger. I don't like all right, cool. burgers. Yeah, me. All right, cool. Same, same here. Same, same here. It's got to be ridiculously juicy if that's the case. Anyway. Well, yeah, the menu overall, it was just okay, right? Like it was good. Yeah, what, what would you rate it? Mm. 6.8. Oh, wow. You rated it higher than I did. I maybe maybe lower, it. honestly. I'm going 6.5, 6, maybe 6.45. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was moments that I liked. It was just like very interesting. Like it, it kept me entertained. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just something's happened out of nowhere and very quickly. And yeah, like, we're just like what? That's weird. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was strange. It was very strange. And uh, I took a personal offense to how much he hated s'mores. I love s'mores. <laughs> s'mores are all right, bro. What, bro? Yeah. They're not that good. Oh, you're incorrect. I mean, I don't, actually, I don't respect your opinion. You're incorrect. <laughs> uh, I'm like obsessive about s'mores, but it's got to be dark chocolate. I'm not a big milk chocolate guy. Yeah, so, mm. yeah. yeah. And you got to fully burn the marshmallows. Oh, you, you got to burn the mallow for sure, dude. Yeah, yeah. And to the point where you know that the chocolate's going to melt, that's when you know it's ready. Yeah, but you got to get that... Um... Get it all burnt and crispy on the outside on the mallow, bro. Like get that nice little crunch, ashy taste. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way to do the mallow. But anyway, th- by the way, guys, uh, you've seen. If you're listening right now, you've seen the movie. Uh, the ending that you just all set themselves on fire, dressed to, dressed in marshmallow. Yeah, it was just <laughs> I was crazy. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, this movie made no sense. Like, what was the whole point of this movie? I still don't know. 
Someone he hated rich people, apparently. But I guess you so. don't really yeah. ever get the answer as to like what made him decide. You no, know, we got we, kill we, these we, people. Yo, we we got the answer. So actually, um, I saw something that like uh, every table was supposed to be every seven deadly sins. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, and if you look back at the movie, you're like, okay, these guys are obviously gluttony. These guys are obviously greed. Lust, uh, lust, yeah, yeah, all that shit. So if you look back at it, that's that's supposedly was supposed to be. And when I look back at it, I was like, oh, okay, interesting. So, Pride was the actor. Um, yeah, Pride. What was well, I, I thought Holtz? that was really funny. Uh, Envy. The, I think it's Envy. Yeah, um, I thought it was really funny though when he's like, "What? Like, okay, I understand why you're trying to kill all these people. Like, why are you trying to kill me?" I was like. Well, I finally had had a Sunday off, and I hadn't had a Sunday off in years. <laughs> and I saw this movie, and you were in it. And then movie pissed me off so bad that that yeah, I decided to fucking kill you. That's, obviously, it wasn't worded like that, but like that movie was so bad that I was like, yeah, you fucking that's two hours of my life I'll never get back. So that's why you're here. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> that shit was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was it was a bit ridiculous at times. Um... I thought Nicholas Holt's character when they made him try to cook, like to fully just completely embarrass him. Oh yeah. Oh man, I was like, Eesh, you deserve this." So I don't really feel bad for you, but that is harsh. And then he ended up killing himself, right? I think Ralph Fiennes tells him to. Yeah, like, well, yeah, obviously, I was like, "You gotta kill yourself now," and he does it because he's like, "I don't approve," and like. His approval was like everything to him. So he's like, yeah, no. It's not worth living. Yeah, that was that was intense. He gave them all what they deserved. But I mean, for me, the reasoning was so like loosely tied. But I was like, yeah, uh, okay, sure. I guess. <laughs> anyway, it was still a good movie though. Like I would I would watch it again if it were on. I would not buy it. But I'd watch it again because there's some crazy stuff that happens in there. And there's some good displays of acting, too. All right. There's a big thing that happened before we get into the Last of Us episode. Episode five. Right? It was episode five? Episode five. Yes, sir. Yeah. Last of Us episode five. Right before we talk about that, though, there was some 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 sporting event. God, what? what a... Oh, yeah. Do you yeah, remember yeah. what it was? It? Yeah. I think it was the Super Bowl. The Cowboys were in there, right? Hey, dude! No, they weren't in it. Oh, my bad. <laughs> they were, yeah, they were playing the Broncos. <laughs> hey, we, hey, let's ride, dude. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl Fifty Seven happened over this weekend. Uh, we had a Super Bowl party for my dad and my cousin Crystal. They had their actually their birthdays today on the thirteenth, but obviously we made a Super Bowl party and just kind of like a little birthday party get together. Obviously, we all got together, right? What, what did you do? You hung out with friends and family, too? Yeah, absolutely. I hung out with my family on Gabby's side. So it was my mother-in-law, sister-in-law, brother-in-law. We just made food. Katya was there, obviously, and so was Gabby. So it was fun. It was a good time. Um, um, the Chiefs, my friend, two-time champs in, the, what, the last four years? Andy yeah, Patrick Reed. Mahomes, Andy Reid getting a win off the team that let him go. I know after he took him to the Super Bowl. I'm like, why? What? He's not. What? I never understood why they fired him when they did. I didn't understand it. And I was, I'm a Cowboy fan. 
I remember I, when they fired him, and I was like, what? They fired him for going eight and eight, I think. I forgot. He was going through some shit, too, because his, his, his uh, son had just passed away, too. Uh, they didn't fire him that year, but the next year they did. Like, I don't, dude, this shit was crazy. Like, everyone was shocked. The whole NFL was shocked. Like, how are you going to let go of Andy Reid, like one of the greatest coaches? And He's uh, such a good coach. I mean, you see it in that team. I think they fully believe in what he does, and he lets them shine. Oh, Patrick yeah. Mahomes went out and did his fucking thing, dude, on a, on a bum ankle, too. Yeah, not even the best. Not even the best quarterback on that night. Oh, you think Jalen Hurts did a better job? Uh, three rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown. That's never been done in Super Bowl history, bro. He played amazing. The only reason why we're not talking about it is because he fumbled the ball, and that was the only. But if you look at his stats, he had more passing yardage than uh Patrick Mahomes. He bro, he played. He balled out, dude. He he really balled out. Uh. We just remember the winner at the end, you know? I mean, uh, well, what, and also, what can I say? <laughs> Eagles were doing a good job at trying to keep the Chiefs away from the ball. You know, they tried eating that clock, and they weren't rushing it because obviously, like, we can't get Mahomes the ball. So, yeah, Mahomes didn't have that op- a lot of opportunity to throw the ball. So, you know, great game plan by the Eagles. Uh, what's going to hurt you, though, at the end was the defense. They sacked Mahomes zero times during that game. They gave him every fucking – they gave him a whole day to throw the ball. So, yeah, that's obviously the defense, although they did okay. I don't want to say they did okay, but, like, at the end of the day, man, the offense was doing its thing on one hand, <coughs> minus their one mess up, you know, that punt return, you know, one of the longest punt yeah. returns. Yeah, in the so, longest in NFL history. Yeah, in Super Bowl history. No, sorry, right? NFL, yeah, yeah, Super Bowl history. Sorry, my bad. Um, so yeah, <laughs> just just a lot of things that happened that went the Chiefs' way, and obviously the the main thing at the end, the holding call, uh, that defensive holding call, it was a hold. It was. It was barely just, a hold, but it was a hold. Yeah. Um, there there was an angle that we all saw. We're like, what? Why are they calling that? But there's another camera angle if you look at it. It was definitely a hole, dude. And even the player, the one that he was like, I held him. I was just kind of hoping the refs didn't see that. It was, man. Obviously, it's unfortunate. But again, if that if that didn't happen, right, we'd be talking about that. I was like, oh, that was clearly a hold, right? I don't know. It's just this whole thing. Um, overall, yeah. fucking good game, man. It was going back and forth. At the end of the day, it was 38-35. Game was going back and forth. The Eagles were up by 10 at the half. Dude, it was amazing. It was an amazing game overall. I yeah, it was a great Super Bowl. You know, sometimes you watch like what Super Bowl? No offense, man. Sorry to bring. Oh, this Bronco one. Seahawks is the worst yeah, fucking game ever. That yeah, was yeah. a I know terrible exactly Super Bowl. That was the worst like, Super Bowl ever. I was so hyped for that game, and then I watched it. And I was like, "Well, I was going for the Seahawks, so that's cool." But it was a lame game. It was terrible. Like I oh, thought it'd so, be like a good game. <laughs> I didn't finish. I didn't finish watching that game as soon as a uh, Percy Harvin scored that kick return for a touchdown. Uh, I turned it off. Turned it off At, after the second half. It was the third quarter, and I just turned it off after that. I remember. That. I remember that to this day. I text my friend. I was like, "I'm done watching this game. Let's play some FIFA." I played some FIFA. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know, that's. I mean, if the Cowboys got blown out in the Super Bowl. I would do probably the same. I'd be like, I can't watch the rest of this. For, I need my heart, my heart health. <laughs> so, 
So I definitely, yeah. uh, I definitely probably would have done the same thing. But yeah, overall, great Super Bowl. It ends 38-35. I think if that hold had not been called, but it to me, it, see, even from the angle I saw, I was like, don't get me wrong. It, to me, it looked like a hold. Was it like a hard hold? Was it like an intense one? Have I he seen it? He was pulling it? the jersey, dude. Yeah, yeah, on the other yeah. side? He was pulling it hard, yeah. Uh, yeah, see, on the back side, you're like, you've seen those holds, and sometimes they get called, sometimes they don't. If it's in the front and you see it, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we got to say sorry to a friend of the podcast, uh, listener Eric. Sorry, man. He was there, I don't like too, your team, man. but I, I legit, I would, if I were... You know, if I my team went to the Super Bowl and lost, I can't imagine how hard that would be. <laughs> I'd probably be in tears. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, Eric. Your team played pretty damn well. It wasn't yeah, honestly, for lack of trying. He got to experience it. He was there at the game. Uh, just unfortunate how they went out. Uh, I hope he had fun. I'm sure he did based off of photos he was sending me and stuff with our buddy Jermaine. Again, shout out Room 303. Uh, right. I, I hope he enjoyed it. It's, it's a moment that not a lot of people get to witness, right? Uh, your team being in the Super Bowl and actually being at that game. Not a lot of people get to witness that, so I'm sure he'll cherish that moment. Obviously, you wanted it to go the other way, but it didn't happen. Hey. But he has, he has like, in recent memory, seen them win seen, a Super Bowl. Exactly. So, still yeah. cool. He has that to hang on, you know? But yeah. it would have been, obviously... In that moment, you're like, oh, at least you have this. Like, dude, no, we lost. This. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's not the time to say that. Exactly. What I will so say though is Dallas Goddard, man, what a player in that game. He was making some crazy pass catches in the second half. It was wild. I thought he was a standout on the Eagles. Actually, oh. I, I felt like they they shut down Brown pretty well after the, that that touchdown that he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I but, mean, you got to adjust and all that stuff. So. Yeah, Goddard was all over the field. Uh, uh, yeah, so let me see. What else? There were Mahomes winning the MVP, Super Bowl MVP. That was cool. Oh, uh, obviously, right. the, And regular season. Yeah, regular season. First time. Uh, it's been a while since uh, the MVP of the regular season won a Super Bowl. I think uh, the past like eight. Nine years? Yeah, I think the past, yeah, the past eight Super Bowl uh, MVP winners for the regular season haven't won a Super Bowl. And uh, – Mahomes broke that. So, shout out to him. Uh, one of the main storylines, too, was the Kelsey brothers, the Kelsey Bowl, uh, playing That's against right. each other. One played for the Eagles, the center for the Eagles, and then, obviously, the tight end, Travis Kelsey, for the Chiefs. Um, I listened to the podcast, which is amazing. Uh, they're hilarious guys. I like both of them. I so. really want to hear them after this one. Uh, yeah, That's exactly. Sure. I want to hear what they say about it and, you know, because his uh, brother looked visibly sad. Like, he was the only oh, eagle that I was like, man, I'm sorry, man. He looks sad. Yeah. And we started, and then obviously uh, in uh, Travis Kelsey's, like, um, post-interview, he started getting choked up, too, because, like, because they asked him that question. I was like, well, you know, what was the first things that you said to your brother after, you know, beating him? And he couldn't even get the words out. He was, like, just choking up. So you can tell how emotional he was, like, yeah, right, because you don't want to lose it. You don't want to win it to your brother. That means yeah. your brother has to lose. Yeah. Um, I know that there's sibling rivalries, but this is different. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I just because think... you always wanted to see each other win. You know, they were both excited for each other when they were in the Super Bowl when they 
first got their first Super Bowl wins, they were wearing the jersey, you know, for the other team. So like this this moment was crazy for them. So imagine their parents. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Either way, the... we're gonna be happy and sad. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. They uh, last week's episode for their podcast, they brought their mom and dad out, and they were both asking like, "Who are you going for?" I was like, no, we're going for both of you guys. Uh, even the mom, she would like had like half green, half red. Like, um, no she's kidding. For both of them. Yeah, she's like, I, she's like, I'm a winner. Both of you guys made to the Super Bowl. Like, just be happy about that. I was like, no, mom, you got to pick a winner. And so I was, it, it was cool, man. It was, it was, it was really cool. It was really cute. Um, you can tell they're family people. So, yeah, it just sucks. So. Very interesting for the next uh, podcast uh, that's going to come out. I just wanted to bring up, you could tell uh, at the end of the game, the Eagles had one last chance to do a Hail Mary, which almost never works. Like, it's it's a rarity. When you see it happen, it's like one of the best plays of all time, usually. And I think it was his, I think it was his bad shoulder. Oh, it definitely was. Yeah, Jalen Hurts couldn't make it down the field. I was like, oh, yeah, you tired yourself out. Your shoulders still hurt. Yeah, he was getting pressured too. So yeah, he was getting pressured, but you could. I I felt like I could see the injury there. I was like, oh man, this could have been him the whole game. I don't know if he would have been able to make that long of a pass at any point in the game. So that that he it was still a solid pass, but yeah, I think with his shoulder fully intact, would have gone a lot further. Tough game. I was happy Kansas City won. I really like Andy Reid. I like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. I was going for Isaiah Pacheco. Shout out to the Puerto Rican, you know what I'm saying? So that was cool to watch. Whoa, he's Puerto Rican? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that, dude. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, that's yeah. cool. He's He's got Puerto Rican blood, man. He's got Puerto Rican that's blood. That's dope. Yeah, so I was into that. But that's enough of TV, TV land for us, Jason. Well, Let's I mean, go before into. we go, go, go into that, we had a, a concert. Right, we can talk about that, Rihanna. Oh, you're right. I apologize, guys. See, I didn't watch this because I wasn't interested, but go ahead, Jason. Uh, yeah, just kind of recap. Uh, Rihanna, she was a halftime performance, and uh, it was it was okay, it was lukewarm. It wasn't that great, <sighs> yeah, it was it was very not entertaining. Uh, I will say this though, um, I was you know, we were watching the concert and her outfit, right? And she had like a little bump on her stomach, and I was like, yo, is she mm-hmm. pregnant? I said that out loud. And someone was like, yo, no. Like, no, she just had a baby. And like, that might just be a baby fast. Like, no, she had that baby a while ago. And then we look at Twitter and everyone's asking the same question. I was like, yo, is she pregnant? Like, what's going on? Turns out, yes, yes, she is pregnant for their second baby. Um, so maybe that's why she wasn't moving a lot, right? Because, you know, you, you expect Rihanna to be like performing at a high level. Uh, but obviously she's you know, pregnant, so she can't make a lot of moves. So maybe that, that was part of the reason, but it was just okay. The music, obviously, I love Rihanna's music. Um, so that she was got cool. got a ton of like, hits, right? I didn't realize that. Yeah, either. yeah. Um, so it was just all right. All last right, year was way better. We got spoiled last year with the, the West Coast and, uh, you know, Dr. Dre and everyone that appeared. Uh, we were kind of hoping that she was going to bring someone out, and she didn't. It was just all her. Hey. We'll see what the next one is. Hopefully, it'll be one that we're a little more in, into. But she did a good job, from what I hear. Just not an amazing yeah. job. Not not gonna lie, bro. Would have been pretty dope to see Kanye come out for all the lights. But that's just me. That's just me. yeah. That would have been cool. Eminem to come out with the song with her. That'd oh cool. yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about the commercials either. 
Oh yeah, commercials, right? Uh, they're all how'd right. You, how'd you like the the popcorn like tortilla chip commercial for Breaking Bad? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that was that, cool. I mean, I had seen that one come out prior to the Super Bowl because they were just promoting it a lot. But yeah, the Breaking Bad commercial was probably one of the best ones. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Um, the Tubi commercial, the one that faked everyone out. Um. That I will say this. So it, the, the, that's been memes all across social media right now. Uh, so Tubi put out a commercial where it looked like the game was gonna go back on, and someone was changing it out of the game to go into Tubi to play a movie, and it faked out so many people. Even a person at my party, she was like, "Yo, who's changing? Who, who has the remote? Who's changing it right now?" I was like, "What? Go back to the game." And it turns out it was just a commercial. It was fucking hilarious, bro. Um, it faked out a lot of people from what I saw. So, uh, shout out to that commercial, honestly, bro. Like it was one of the best commercials I've seen. Yeah, that's pretty uh, hilarious. There's a few other ones that were pretty cool, uh, but nothing memorable, I would say. No, that's fair. That's fair. Nothing memorable, but it, there were some decent ones like the 2B one. Yeah, 2B one, <laughs> obviously the Breaking Bad one. There were some other ones, too, that I can't think off of the top of my head that were pretty cool. Oh, the Electric Jeep one. That was pretty cool. Um, I don't know if yeah, you saw that true. one. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't watch too much, but I, I do remember the 2B. And what's funny is it didn't get me because I was busy doing something, but I was half watching it. Oh, so okay. I thought I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. <laughs> then then I saw the commercial for Doritos, which well, not Doritos, but you get what I'm saying. Pop pop something. I forgot what it's called. Hip hop anonymous. Um, he he pop he he pop anonymous. <laughs> all right, let's get into our future presentation. Damn then. you, you give them all the easy ones. Uh yeah, future presentation. <laughs> uh there was a show that came out this Friday to avoid the Super Bowl. That we've been talking about last of us episode five yeah it came out friday instead of sunday because they knew like no one's gonna watch this yeah yeah so crazy uh i mean the the episode starts with them taking over fedra and killing all the fedra members ruthlessly like absolutely ruthlessly and then kathleen comes into a room this is the point where i was like oh you're not a good person like at first, I was like, well, maybe they're going to have us like her a little bit more because, you know, she has reason to want to kill Henry. He killed her brother. But then you see the scene with all of the collaborators, quote unquote, uh, which means informants. And she's pretty mm-hmm. much telling them, we're going to put you on trial. You're all going to be guilty because obviously you are. And then pretty much saying all these things, depre- like humiliating them. And I was like, oh, She's definitely she's definitely com- gone ruthless on this one. Oh yeah, and no it heart. shows that they've they've got a full takeover. They've got a full takeover of Kansas City. Uh, Fedra that was there are gone. Uh, we meet Sam and Henry. We find out uh, where they've been hiding and what they're doing now. Sam is deaf, so Henry is one of the only people that he can actually communicate with. So. Watching the show, that's pretty isolating, right? Like, that makes it so that Henry is one of the only people that Sam can actually, like, Trust. get his point across to, get his needs. Uh, he's got to, he probably has a lot of, like, dependence on Henry. 
And you can see it that Henry is definitely up for the challenge. I thought both of those actors were fantastic, dude. They were fantastic. I would love to see them both in other things because I was like, man, these guys, these guys are playing it well. I thought it was hilarious that Henry was like, I'm going to put the gun down. You're not going to try anything funny, right? And he's like, I'm not going to try anything funny. He's like, why are you saying it like that? (laughs) Oh, to Joel? Yeah, to Joel. (laughs) Ellie's just like, he just talks like that. He sounds like an asshole. But don't mind him. He's not going to do anything. (laughs) Oh, that cracked me up. Now, in the game, it's a little bit different. Because by this point in the game, Joel and Ellie are actually being chased by like an armored vehicle with a gunner on top of it. And they're like going through different parts of Pittsburgh trying to avoid the gun. Uh, They've already killed a bunch of these hunters. But in the game, they don't have a face. There's no reason. You don't get as much of a reason as to why. Like, of course, you find out Fedra gets taken out as well. But you Mm -hmm. don't know the exact details of why in Pittsburgh. And these guys are ruthless. Uh, These guys, I mean, at the beginning of the game or at the beginning of the section, you get into a room where they've like massacred bodies and taken all their stuff and they're like uh, just burning the bodies like in giant piles. You see that in the episode as well. So they have these giant bodies burned. So you're going through, you're getting chased and you're going through these like tops of buildings, like hanging on the sides of windows and going through different open windows. And that's where you get attacked by Sam and Henry. Sam hits you over the head. And then, of course, Joel gets the better of him. But uh, I'm sorry, not Sam. Uh, Henry hits him over the head. Joel gets the better of him, and Sam is pointing the gun. And that's how they meet. They were just a group of people because in the game, they're just hunting different people down. And you can read these articles or journal entries of these different people that they're trying to chase down. If you listen to their conversations, they're like, yeah, there was this couple that wouldn't go down. This one, this one lady just wouldn't go down. She killed a bunch of our guys. Uh, but we finally got her in the end. Like, they mowed him down. And so that's what you, as Joel and Ellie, are trying to avoid with Henry and Sam. Not at all connected. In the in the show, it's all connected. There's, like, a reason why they're being chased. And it's very personal for Kathleen. So I found that to be interesting. Heartbreaker for me in the game. You know when they get into the sewer? So they're going yeah. down. They're trying to avoid. And they get into the sewer. Well, in the game... You can see all these drawings, and it, it gives you the same feeling, right? Like, there was a period of time in the sewers where you know that they at least had a certain amount of time where they felt safe. They felt safe. They were able to come back to some form of normalcy. And it's it's heartbreaking to see, because in the story, they even have it as one of the pictures drawn. It's the one that they closed up on that showed, like, two protectors in a drawing. Yeah. And that's this guy, Ish, who was a fisherman. His boat... Uh, gets stranded by the river next to Pittsburgh. He starts living in the sewers. He finds other people that also need help from the suburbs. And they go to live with him. And they have, I mean, they flourish for a while. In the game, the zombies get in because somebody leaves the door open. They forget and leave the door open. And so zombies slowly make their way in. And at one point, really the only two protectors are this guy, Ish, who was the fisherman who who got people to come down there, and then this guy Kyle. Uh, Ish and two other people made it out back to the suburbs where some of those families were from. Kyle and a bunch of the children, like four or five of the children, 
got locked in a room and they were just waiting it out. And rather than let the zombies get in there and kill them all and eat them, uh, Kyle shoots all the children. It is super sad. And then he shoots himself, obviously, because, you know, that's the reason he shot the kids. They didn't want to get caught. It's super depressing. So but it was like a nice little homage. Obviously, yes. I think I know why yes. they didn't do that. Yeah, how would they they were, Well, not only that, they were just kind of setting us up for what's to come at the end of this episode. Because obviously, if that happened, the last scene of this episode wouldn't have probably hit as hard as it did. Yeah, especially because in the game, they do the same thing, too. They play soccer, and you see the soccer yeah. goal in there. They get to be kids again. <coughs> so they pay a lot of homage to the game, but not exactly like the game. Yeah, no, even Which you kind of want to see, honestly. Exactly. Even the relationship between Henry and Sam is different. In the game, uh, Henry is a little more strict and a lot more like Joel because – Sam, they go through a toy store and Sam sees this toy that looks like a transformer. It looks kind of like Optimus Prime or something like that, right? Or a Gundam wing, whatever, a giant robot. And he picks it up and he's looking at it and Henry tells him he can't take it. He's like, but I got plenty of room in the backpack. He's like, no, we, can, we only take what we need. We got to go. Whereas you see Henry in this version, he went out of his way to get him crayon so that he could color all over that room. He was trying to let him still be a kid and have some of that innocence. I thought that was a good change from the game. It, it just shows their relationship a little bit differently, but it still shows the love either way. And there's a lot of parallels there, right? Between Henry and Joel, the way Joel is starting to look after Ellie. Cause you can mm-hmm. see like the more time goes, the more Joel is like, like he cares. He cares a lot about her. Yeah. He's starting to, See her as like his own family member, like maybe like a almost like a daughter. So, <clears throat> absolutely. And you can see that he has that same uh, feeling with even Henry and Sam, where he also tries to make sure that he's protecting them in the sniper scene. Now, that scene, when they come out of the sewer and into the suburbs, you get a little bit of time to look around and see what happened to Ish and all of them. And then you jump down into this cul de sac where a sniper is trying to shoot at you, just like in the show mm-hmm. but in the game the sniper is a very good shot it makes for good gameplay you have to go through a bunch of people you have to avoid him so you're sneaking around trying to get into the house to kill him right in this one they turn it around and i was listening to the last of us podcast and they were talking about how they did that on purpose to not make it feel so triumphant and and instead play into the tropes of the game and now the show where nothing is an easy choice in this world right like everybody's just trying to do their best this is an old man no wonder he was missing right he probably can't see that well he doesn't have good reaction time and then joel is like you just have to step away but in that moment you know because right after joel has to kill him because he reaches for the gun that he had already talked to kathleen so if he let them step away he'd be the one that was dead of course he was going to reach for that sniper rifle. You know what I mean? It's just an interesting way to way to turn that scene into something really great, like a cinematic. So I thought that was really interesting, the way they changed that sense of it. Uh, I thought the way, because you also get to use the sniper the way Joel does, in the same way, right? You're shooting down some of these guys that are trying to get to Henry, Joel, and Ellie. And right. then, of course, Kathleen shows up and she's like, Henry, where are you? Uh, Joel can't get a shot because they 
They seem to know where he is. Or it seemed like it, right? They threw a couple shots right at that window. So he was trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And and Henry comes out finally because he pretty much says, like, let them go. Just kill me. And this is the point where I was like, Kathleen, you got to go. You got to die right now. Time for you to leave this show. She says, I know why you did it. Sometimes you got to let fate be. Kids die all the time. And I was just like, "Mm." any empathy I had for you is gone. I don't care about that conversation you had about how you and your brother grew up together in an orphanage. I don't care. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. What did you think of that, man? Uh, Yeah, dude, I thought it was pretty... Well, again, I, I don't know anything about the game. So, like, you making comparisons to it, I thought it was shot perfectly. Everything, obviously, you like you mentioned, all the differences and stuff. Truly see, like, how fucked up she was and how it can change someone, you know? Like, in that, that moment where she's in that room and, like, reminiscing with her and her, her brother. Yeah, yeah. And just her, like, just all the things that you would do for your loved one. And that moment, she went I, I don't, mad I don't, with power. She did go mad with power, also because she just wanted. I don't think it was power; it's just more because she wanted vengeance of what she did, what Henry did to her brother. And I think it kind of goes. But she was a, enjoying torturing all of those collaborators at the beginning of the episode too. Uh yes. Again, to be fair, yeah. You you hear from Henry at one point, like because Joel is like, I heard Kansas City Fedra was, and he stops him. He's like. Fucking terrible. It turns out they were some of the worst, like worst known Fedra. Like and Henry's like, Yep, they raped, killed, tortured yep. people for 20 years. You know what happens when you do that? They're gonna, and they get a chance to do it to you, they're gonna do it right back at you. Yeah. And sure enough, you see it. And she's I feel like she's the embodiment of that. She doesn't she's not thinking straight. And this is actually a theme in The Last of Us. Uh she is so consumed by hate and vengeance over something right she is willing to do anything in terms of getting that vengeance or protecting the people that she cares about right and it it takes her in a direction that's just it doesn't go well i think that's there are multiple characters in the second game that i feel like she was she was inspired her character was inspired by, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there, there in the second part, there are multiple characters that follow this trend, uh, and they make the story collide in a lot of different and interesting directions. So, I mean, I don't, I, I didn't feel bad for her at all. Whereas with the other characters, I did, because you see where she's coming from at first. That was her brother. He was a great man, but you're telling me a kid with leukemia isn't worth it. I don't know. I'm I'm not saying that her brother should have died, but if if you were in Henry's shoes, what would you do? You know exactly. But again, it's not about trying to her understand where he's coming from. It's about no, where not she's at all. Coming from. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So again, you see where she's coming from, and she's like, that's why she's in that moment. She's like, I get it. I know what you did, but like now you got to understand why. I, what what I'm about to do. This is why I'm going to do it. The same reason why you did it for your for your brother. I'm doing this for my brother. And now Joel had just is it shot really a fully truck. evil? I don't know. It's hard. I think she. I, I mean, think she, definitely she, evil. But like, she I crossed think she's at the that border point. a few times yeah, for sure. She, yeah, she's at that point where like it's it's there's no turning back for her. So right when she's about to shoot Henry, um, 
there, there was a truck that Joel had shot the driver of, and it crashes into a house. Now, it's been there, and then you suddenly hear, like, a, a loud noise, like a crack. And you see the truck, and you hear it starting to tilt. And it starts tilting into the house and downward, all the way down. Now, at this point is when all hell breaks loose. Literally looks like it, because it looks like they're coming from hell. Uh, the infected come running out. You see clickers, runners, and then, of course... Uh, our first side of the bloater. Our first side of the bloater. He's, he's a little different from the game, but he is a tank, and he is just punching people, ripping them apart. It is wild. At one point, the bloater's about to get Kathleen, and Perry says, go, I got this. And he, you know, he, she goes off, and you just see Perry's head get ripped off. It's it's fucking wild. It's so wild. Yeah, that was homage to the game, right? Uh, yes. Uh, I don't know about Perry. Like those characters don't exist, but in the game, it well, does rip your head off if you get caught by it. Yeah, I think that's why they're paying homage to the game, right? So it's like if you get close to the bloater, that's exactly how you die. Pretty much, it'll like break your skull in half. It's wild. Uh, now I thought one of the most harrowing scenes though was Ellie crawling around the floor trying to get across to Sam and Henry and then she gets spotted by a little girl who is a clicker and she moves extremely fast you remember that? oh hell yeah when she tries to hide in the car Uh huh. and the little Mm -hmm. girl finds her in the car and she like does this contortion stuff Man, that messed me up. That's that's that kind of creepy shit right there. And she gets in there, and Ellie's like, nope. She's trying to get out through the front. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Just to see, like, that was, like, real horror. That was not just, like, partial. How did Jamie do with that? Uh, No, yeah, really good. I mean, you can, you can kind of just sense it. Uh, it wasn't that scary, honestly, well, for either of us. It was just more the suspense or like, yo, they need to get out of there, you know, kind of thing. All, all oh, the, I thought she was pretty All intense. the clickers, walkers, like, chasing, and then Joel, and you as Joel trying to protect Ellie and, and them, and Ellie trying to go to protect Sam, Henry and Sam. They finally managed to get out of there. They're about to leave, and then Kathleen po- points a gun at them. Like, it's like, you guys can't leave. You're about to die. And then that same little clicker kid goes and kills her, and they're able to escape. That shit what, was crazy. Uh, what dramatic scene. irony, right? Or what dramatic yep. irony, what karma that she was saying, oh, kids die all the time, and that she gets exactly. killed by, killed a, by kid. a kid. <laughs> oh, man. So I was... think it was, uh, I thought it was pretty dope how they kind of show the full power of, not not full power, but just like how fucking crazy these uh, zombies are in, in this show and can be in this show well, and, how the they, post... and how they can evolve. In the post-show interviews, that's what the directors were talking about. Yeah. They're like, you finally get to see how humans lost. Yep. Yeah, up against something like that, you're like, oh my god. This horde of different types of zombies that are partially armored, and then this giant dude? Yeah, I could imagine it would be extremely difficult to win. Uh, but that wraps up the episode right to the very end point. They make it to a safe house. Everyone seems happy. Uh, Joel actually invites Henry to Wyoming with them. I thought that was a great addition. Henry was more than happy to join. I God, I loved his character. I loved his character. Me too. It was I, Henry and Sam were so damn likable. You can I mean, tell that he so was Bill. Everything so that he's was doing. Frank. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can tell everything that he's doing. He's like, I did it for my, my brother and I did it for my family. And Joel's like, yeah, well, here's what we're doing. He's like, I'd like that. We, we, we'll go with you. I'm ready. I'm ready to do that. Um, it's just, again, it's just survival. You know, you got to protect your own. You never know what you're going to do in certain situations. And that's just what Henry did. He's like, I'm doing everything I can for my, for my brother. He had leukemia and I'm just doing, they had the medicine to keep him alive. So I'm going to do anything I can to keep him alive, whether it be killing someone else's loved ones. Like that's crazy how the world that they live in. Insane. I know. And then the, the comic book, Savage Starlight, the endure and survive phrase, how he mm-hmm. was drawing himself as a superhero. And that was the way him and Ellie were able to connect. You know, those are collectibles in the game as well. You can read partial parts of the stories. Um, it was just a way to reflect on what was happening in that world. <clears throat> but it was, uh, it was just hard to see because him and Ellie are in the other room and they're talking. And he tells her... Was... Yeah, he tells her, like, if you if you die and you turn into infected, are you still in there? Is that are you still in inside? And she's like, I don't remember what she says. <clears throat> but it was something to the effect of like, no, there's really nothing left. At least from what I remember. Yeah. Correct me and if I'm also, wrong. Also, yeah, I mean he asked her before that, I'm like, Are you scared? And she like, tries right. to make a she joke about the it. Subject. Yeah, yeah. She tries she tries to make a joke about it. And then, like he's, you, she sees that, like, oh wait, he's being serious. He's like, no, yeah, I'm, I'm scared to be alone. And that's when he says, like, well, I'm, I'm scared that if, do the, are these people still them themselves inside, or are they truly gone? And I think that's what's, because in that moment, right, we don't know that he's been bitten yet. Well, non-game players, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that in part the show, in the game about is the show. Ju- yeah, yeah, that part in the game. So hard to watch. He I, doesn't I saw, tell her that he's bit. You know yeah. that he's bit, but he doesn't tell her in the game. He just attacks her in the morning. So they stay up at night. She cuts her, her hand open and puts her blood on his, hoping that maybe somehow uh, her... Well, she says, ins- right? Um, she's like, no, uh, I'm the cure. Like, I've been bitten. And she's like, you can see her panicking. Like, she's like trying to do everything she can. Like, again, he said, trying to save her life. He's like, I- I'm the cure. I'm the cure. Like, this is going to cure you. This can cure you somehow. And um, Sam asks is like, well, can you just stay? I'm scared. Can you just stay with me? And um, you know what's crazy? It feels, I know for a fact, so in the game, there's a prequel to the game. It's called Left Behind. And her and this girl go into a mall that's that's got infected in it. And they both get bit. <clears throat> it's like her best friend also her first real crush. And they both decide to wait it out after they get away from the infected. And same thing, they wait it out to see what's going on, see if they can make it. And I feel like those memories popped right back up for Ellie while she was waiting with him up all night until they fell asleep to see what would happen. And sure enough, in the morning, when she sees him sitting at the bed, he's turned around. In the game, he's standing turned around, but either way, right? Um, she grabs him and he's already zombied out and he just attacks her and he's like same as the game she busts through the door and he's already on top of her Joel is reaching for the gun in the game same thing Henry stops him but in the game he takes a little longer he's like that's my brother man and he sees her he shoots Sam 
and I think it was better done in the show. In the game, he's like, "This is your fault," and you're like, "Okay, no, it's not." You know? he's ta- well, he's talking to himself. I've I've seen the video of the game, and he's not talking to Joel. He's talking to himself. To himself, yeah, I can see that being more, yeah. more uh, on point. And he just immediately shoots himself in the head, just like in the show. In the show, he's saying, "What did I do? What did I do?" And God, like it, it's making the hairs stand on my arm just thinking about that scene. Because it's a heartbreaker. These two people, like well, they were good people. I know that Henry made mistakes. And you know that he sacrificed someone for his own selfish gain, too. None of it is ever, like, clearly black and white, right? There's always gray area, which makes it such an interesting show for conversation. But I was rooting for him. I thought he was a good man. I really did. I mean, I think Joel's a good man, and Joel makes all kinds of terrible choices. Yeah. Well, like you said, like, I think the reason why he ended up pulling the trigger on himself is because I I, I gave up innocent people in order to save my mm-hmm. brother's life who had leukemia and all, all, for, all for him just to get bit. So I fucking made, I, I killed other people just for this to happen. He's like, again, this is your fault. I'm a failure. Gotta, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, I'm an evil person. And I think that's why he took his own life. It's crazy. And I think they, they had these, I mean, both him and him, him and Joel have these fatherly instincts, right? Yeah. Where they're like, you protect and, them at any cost. And the fact that he failed, after everything he had done to try to keep him alive, it was just, what was the point? And it can, it, it kind of like goes back to like, it kind of, it can mirror to what can happen to Joel and Ellie. Like Joel, Joel sees that and like, he's like, holy fuck, that can, that could have been me. Like I'm doing a lot of stuff. I'm murdering people for this, for this kid's sake. It, it, it kind of shows how like it can go either way. Like that could easily have been them. Yeah, and I, so I, I appreciated that Joel apologized to Henry. This is before yeah. Henry has to shoot Sam, right? This is when they're talking. He's like, I'm sorry for saying what I said about you um, back there. Right. I didn't know why you did it, you know, after he tells him about the leukemia. And, and I mean, what would you do? You know, I would I would do that for my the family. Thing. Of course. If it were my daughter, I, yeah. yeah of course I, I, would. Does that make me a terrible person? Maybe. No, but it doesn't. I'm my job is to protect my kid, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting to see that this dynamic plays out so well in the episode and it just breaks your fucking heart, man. It really yeah, does. Yeah. And lastly to um, Ellie apologizing to um, Sam and when they yeah. dug up the graves and like, she wrote like, I'm sorry. And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. Like she even feels guilty too, because again, she thought like, it was like, I'm the cure. And I couldn't save one of my good friends that I just met. See, in the game, she wants And her to being scared alone. It. Yeah, and her being, again, uh, when she finally admitted to Sam, like, what are you scared of? I'm scared of being alone. So you can tell that she's going to have a huge connection with Joel. Yeah. And just the people around her, like, always seem to die. And I think that's going to be, like, a common theme that Joel and Ellie are going to have to get used to. I don't know. I think so. I think they're, I mean... Yes and no. There's definitely going to be some things that they're that they're going to see again that are heartbreaking. But I feel like Sam and Henry were, besides Joel's daughter, I mean Sam and Henry are like the hardest one to to swallow because you're like, man, there was so much potential there. Yeah. Um. Overall, man, one of the best episodes I've ever seen in television. I will say that. 
Yeah, it was really well made, especially that final battle sequence. It was really well done. Like it looked like chaos, complete you know, chaos. Like I felt it. I felt the adrenaline of just like there's so much happening right now. <laughs> exactly, adrenaline, dude. After the show, after the after it ended, I was like running around. I was like walking around the house. I couldn't sleep, bro. I had so much energy. I was just like, James was like, "Are you all right?" And I was like, "I'm just still like freaking out from that show. Like I'm just like, I'm, <laughs> I'm still trying to process everything that's happening right now. Like we got action. Like you felt like it's just everything this show is doing is like." I don't know. It's like a Walking Dead, but it's just like time to times ten better. Like just so much better. Yeah, right. Just of like so what it could written. have been. Yeah, dude. What yeah. could have been? Like uh, these characters, you're like you're feeling for them, and like even though you only knew like again in episode three, you only knew that character for one episode, but they were still managed to do so much and do a huge character development that you end up liking those characters. The same thing with Sam and Henry. It's just, it's just so crazy. Like I was like, yeah, you. Can, if you write the show well enough and you get great enough actors, you can fall for these characters in one episode. It's, if you write it that well, if you do it, yeah. So it's just crazy, man. It was just amazing. Uh, if you're not watching The Last of Us, guys, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you, you got to get on it. It's definitely something I recommend. That And the acting has just been... Every Phenomenal. person that comes out on that show has just been knocking it out of the park. Which, which I'm very happy about because that's hard to do in a show like this if you don't have good actors. Because oh, right. it's really about selling it selling selling how real it is how real it feels and if you're not getting that it just it just won't work oh and the the sam character he's uh he's actually deaf deaf in real life yeah 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 in and the, the the brother henry the one that plays henry had to learn sign language so they can communicate with each other uh so that's just another level of your commitment to that role you know he learned that's it awesome. over a weekend he learned i mean obviously not the entire language but he learned enough over the it's weekend good. to be able to yeah. shoot. Yeah. And it's funny. They were talking about finding the the boy that plays Sam and they just weren't getting anybody. And so they put it out on Twitter, just like open to the world. And he said he was expecting 80 auditions. He got, I think he said five. Mm. And that's when they finally found him. Yeah. Not a lot of people that Shout fit all the him, boxes. Bro. Shout out that to that character. kid, bro. He did amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he did a really good job. Henry's actor, I, I I really want to see him again. I really do. I thought he just did a damn good job. Yeah, I hope I see him in other stuff. He was a character that you immediately, like, I don't know about you, but I immediately trusted him. Oh, yeah. I don't know Same. why. Like, I, maybe it's the way he was written, but his character was just very trustworthy to me. I was like, oh, no, I could, I could definitely watch him more. Yeah, I agree. The, the preview for the next episode, man. So, again comparisons to the to the game i won't make them until next week but you know you see that the brothers are united in this one you see more of a love-hate relationship which you see a bit of in the game but it goes in a different direction it's it's a lot more teamwork because you know you're fighting bad guys all the time uh you're they're gonna run into another group which i'm pretty sure I saw come out. Troy Baker, the guy that played Joel, is going to be playing David, who is the leader of this next group, I'm pretty sure. Uh, if not, the group after. But in the game, you, you're seeing some of the same things. They're in a university. They're going to they're gonna leave here and go straight to a university. Or I'm sorry, they're going to go to Wyoming and then to a university. That's where they run into this group of hunters. If And there's just, in the game, they get to the university. There's no fireflies. Uh, 
there is a Joel injury that we see, and then Ellie becomes like the main character for a portion of the game. So I'm interested in seeing if that's the way that it goes in the next episode or the following episode. Interested to see what they're going to do with it, and definitely excited to see um, uh, Joel's brother Tommy back again, Gabriel Luna. So it'll be interesting to watch. But yeah, I'm excited, it. man. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, we'll tune in to next week so we can talk about that episode, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's going to be it for us, Jason. Shout outs. Uh, I do, man. Um, so my dad turned 60, so shout out to him. Uh, you see, that is the big 6 0, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, we, we, I got to see him, you know, so hopefully, uh, the rest of his week is awesome. Um, shout out to, uh, as I mentioned earlier in our podcast, shout out to Ryan uh, in our earlier today. Shout out to Ryan for finally listening to our podcast. So shout I told out. him I would. Told him I'd give him a shout out. Uh, shout out to Jamie. You know, love you as always. Uh, Valentine's Day's tomorrow, so you know, might just celebrate a little some some. You know, and uh, yeah, that, that's it for me, bro. What about you? Well, you took mine away from me, but shout out to Gabby. Happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day was this week, so happy Valentine's Day. Shout out to single people. Uh, I know this week is kind of lame sometimes, so shout out to you guys. Um, you know, just 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 giving the love. And then shout out to Deli Meats and Cheeses, man. Those sandwiches for the Super Bowl were fantastic. They were fantastic. <laughs> You got me craving a sandwich now, bro. <laughs> Make it a good one, dog. Make it a good one. Go <laughs> all out. All right, but thanks for listening, everybody. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Do not, please do not forget to send us those mailbag questions. We want to do our mailbag episode in the beginning of March. So send us those mailbag questions. Anything you want to hear about, any subject uh, that you have a question for us, please let us know. Yeah, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, revenge underscore of the pod. So feel free to DM us those questions. Anything you guys want to know about us, we're going to answer those questions on our episode. So That's feel right. free to DM us those questions. Text us if you have our number personally. Uh, however you can get a hold of us. Again, that is Instagram, revenge underscore of the pod. Follow us, please. That'll do it for us, guys. We'll see you next week for another episode of Revenge of the Pod.